On today's episode, we hear from Clark, who was accused of being disrespectful and slandering the Lord for wearing pants to church. Oh, that's always fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Lori writes in, she actually hit the jackpot on Bishop Rick Roulette, Mm. um, but then found out her parents were sort of shitty. Uh, So that's great news. It happens. Yeah, it gets a little triggery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Lori, we are rooting for you, and we wanted to thank them both for writing in. Two sort of Portland letters. Yeah, pretty great. Huh. Funny. Maybe that's a sign. We got to go to Portland. I'm, I'm in. Okay. Should we start reading? Let's do it. I hope you guys stay tuned. It's coming right up. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 12 of LDL Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. This never gets old. Like, seriously, these letters are always so amazing. Well, people keep writing in. They do. We got to keep doing it. I think it's like we kind of started the ball rolling and people just want to write in, and I love it. I love it, too. I love it. I know. It's pretty cool. I love um, the interaction Mm -hmm. part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we were at Podcast Movement, I was talking to a guy that has a ton of listeners, like Mm -hmm. way more than us, but he can't get any of them to engage with him. So he has no community. Mm. And I feel like we have created this community, and I absolutely love it. I think so, too. Speaking of community, we started a Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group, private group. That just trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Well, I wanted <laughs> to say what it is. It's a closed group, so you, if you're in there, no one on the outside can knows that you're in there and, of course, can't see what you're posting, so it's a very safe place. It's for supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for people who are in the know about yep. the podcast. Yep. I'm assuming that a troll wouldn't listen to all our episodes and find out all this stuff about us to be able to answer the questions required <laughs> to enter the group. <laughs> exactly. So check it out. It's on Facebook. Again, it's Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion, and we're having a great time in there right now. We actually, um, are right now, are coming up with a list of... Of it's like the ultimate list of steak dance songs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I need to get back in there. Of course, that was the that idea was prompted by uh, the Foom Pod, the most recent Foom right. Pod, which was dance card. Yep, it mm-hmm. sure was. And uh, the last time I jumped in on one of the discussions there, we were talking about the various parts of a boob. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a little side bit of everything. Boob. Side boob is now a thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little bit of everything in that discussion group. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. So good people. Yep. Anyway, join it and make sure you answer the questions. Actually, I think it's funny. Some of the people don't know all the answers Uh and the the responses they are giving are really hilarious. If you give a funny answer, I'm going to let you in. (laughs) And that's true. And I really think that we should collect. Is there a way to go back? I don't know. I'd love to read the answers because they're hilarious. They're hilarious. I'll I'll have to look into that. Those responses are great. (laughs) Okay. We'll work on that. Cool. All right. Should we dive in? Should we do what we're here for? Read letters, you mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do it. Okay, first letter is from Clark. Clark prefers they, them uh, pronouns. So thank you, Clark, for letting us know about that. Also, even more importantly, to me anyway, Clark is a patron. So thank you. Love when our patrons write in. I feel like we just have a special bond with our patrons, and I just love to, I don't know, read their shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're really enticing people to join Patreon right now. Shelly's okay. going to read your shit if you join Patreon. Join Patreon, I'll read your shit. Watch, there's going to be like 30 people joining really? next week. So yeah. they can have their shit read by yep. Shelly? Yep, I'm going to read your shit. Shelly reads your shit. It's alliteration. <laughs> Is that going to be a new segment? <laughs> Shelly reads your shit. <laughs> but only for patrons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Perfect. Okay, I like it. All right, here comes Clark's story. 
Shelly and Mary, thank you for this wonderful podcast. It's truly a blessing, in quotations, and has enhanced my anti-Mormon testimony. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. uh, Enhancing those testimonies. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's awesome. I am an excommunicated queer-slash-trans Mormon, and I have been incredibly traumatized by the church, felt discrimination, homophobia, unworthy, and I've been cast out. I was 22 when I was excommunicated from my ward in Sacramento, California in 2015. Wow. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Excommunicating people. You know, I'm starting to think the church really damages people. Yeah, and it's real fucked up. It fucks people up. Yeah, that's my new expression. That's a good expression for Mm -hmm. the letters, because with the letters we tend to go (laughs) a little deeper, it seems. Mm -hmm. All right, back to their story. I have been out as a lesbian, butch, since 2013, but stayed in the church for my parents because I didn't want to disappoint my mom, she was the past Relief Society president, or my dad, active priesthood holder. Good Lord. I know. And believed if I didn't act on my unclean thoughts and stayed temple worthy by being celibate all my life, then I could be in good standing as a Mormon. <sighs> what a shitty outlook on It life. is shitty. Like, this and is it, what I'm going to do. And it just makes you feel like you're not enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. So you live your whole life thinking, I am not enough. I'm not good enough for my religion, yeah. for my family. I can't approval. be who I am because who I am is not enough. So uh-huh. I will be what they tell me to be. Yeah. So that I can get approval and get into heaven. Yeah, who oh, cares? Clark, I'm about sorry. Appro- approval and getting into some imaginary place is just not worth it. It's a shit place, by the way. And I wonder, I have to ask Clark, I wonder how they felt knowing that they couldn't be themselves, they had to obey Mormon rules, and then their ultimate reward would be Mormon heaven and sharing a husband with a bunch of wives. Because regardless of how Clark identifies, they would have to be female Mm -hmm. in order to be in heaven and have a bunch of sister wives. Oh, and thank you, God, you'll make me straight again. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. I know. (laughs) That Mormon God, he's so lovely. Yeah. Gift that keeps on giving. I know. Okay. I still held callings right up until the day of my excommunication. I had started this process after my dad came to me stating I needed to confide in my bishop that I'm a lesbian so I can receive support and guidance through him. Being the obedient daughter that I am, gag, I went to confide in my bishop. His response was, just don't act on it and you're still right with the Lord. I had been wearing slacks and a white button down like many of the priesthood holders and getting called out in church because I'm a woman wearing slacks, which just so happened to coincide with the LDS women wearing pants to church movement. I was castigated often, especially by my Mormon father. He accused me of being disrespectful, slandering the Lord, and defiant by throwing my gayness in his face and stated, stop dressing like a man. You're not a man. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Clark was supposed to be wearing skirts and dresses. Yeah. Women wear pants all the time. Not to Mormon church. I hate this religion. I'm sorry. I, you know what? You'd think that that Clark's dad could just be happy that they were going to church. Just be happy yeah. that your kid is still going to church. Right. Don't bitch and moan about what they're wearing. But, you know, I, of course he's going to bitch and moan because my dad bitched and moaned. So paint a picture for me. At current church services, and you call it, what, sacrament meetings, and isn't there other parts of it? Yeah. It's like three, two or three hours long yeah. or something? Yeah, it was three hours when I was Mormon, yeah. And what is it? Sacrament meeting and Sacrament what else? meeting, then Sunday school, and then Relief Society, if you're a woman. Okay. Now, do any of those women wear pants? No. Seriously. Even today? You go to any if Mormon you, church correct. in this if, country? If a woman is wearing pants to Mormon church today, um, it's a sign that she's being rebellious. What? Or that she's a new convert and just doesn't know any better, and they will fix that. 
Oh my gosh. True story. I, seriously, I have got to, I'm going to take you uh-uh. to a sec, no, to a testimony no. meeting. No, yeah, I am. no, you're not. I'm going to wear pants. It's going to be a surprise. Me too. I'm not going to wear a fucking dress. I don't even have one I anymore. might wear assless chaps to that sacrament well, As long meeting. as we're sitting in the pews, <laughs> no one will know, and they won't ask us to leave. I want you to see how boring and how ridiculous testimony meeting is, how ugly the songs are. I want oh you to watch God. me grab an entire fucking handful of bread when they bring the sacrament <laughs> around. <laughs> oh, my God. Just bring your own wine. Okay, let's get back to Clark's Okay, sorry. Letter. Sorry, Clark. Slightly distracted. Um, by the thought of Mary and assless chaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, I met a Mormon woman who identifies as a lesbian openly. However, she had been persuaded by the bishop to repent and decided she wanted to be right with the Lord and in good standing with the church. <sighs> I know, it makes me sad. She decided to divorce her partner, move out, and go back to church. No. I know. I was shocked. I didn't want that to be my future. Our bishop actually was supportive and applauded her efforts to come back to church and choose to date men. Ugh. Make me throw up. God, that's Ugh. horrible. I know. I began to embrace my identity at church and be unapologetically queer slash trans. Good for you, Clark. Yes, kicking ass. There were openly transphobic remarks made on my behalf because I wore slacks, white long sleeve shirt, and have incredibly short hair. I was pushing their limits and actively shown the cold shoulder and further outcasted from my congregation. Presenting as a priesthood holder with my attire and looking butch was not accepted by my congregation. This pisses me off because Mm non-Mormons who meet Mormons Mm -hmm. in their neighborhoods or in in the street. Mormons in In your neighborhood. neighborhood. In In your neighborhood. neighborhood. That's a low key. In your neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) But people say, wow, Mormons are really nice people. Mm -hmm. They're really nice. That's the reputation, right? Outside the Mormon community, yeah. Mormons are really nice. And even within, like, oh, yeah, they'll bring you a casserole. Unless you're different. Unless you're different. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't completely conform yep. to every single thing that they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Then they snub you and give you the cold shoulder. And they sure as hell snub you if you leave their religion. So it's like, well, as long as you're acting like you're supposed to, we'll be super loving towards you. But if you disagree or leave or dress the wrong way, you're not going to get so much love. <sighs> It's disgusting to me. Okay, moving on. Keep reading. Mm -hmm. I decided that I cannot be Mormon and queer slash trans. This wasn't who I want to be. I can't live my life straddling both worlds. I was unhappy. It was damaging my mental health. I had severe depression, and this had been weighing on my soul for years. I acted on my gay tendencies. I decided I can no longer support such a hateful, oppressive, and discriminatory religion. I met with my bishop to confess my sin of dating a woman and being unapologetically queer. This was frightening to take this step. However, I have no regrets. I couldn't confide in my family. I did have a supportive, active member whom I became really close with from my institute of religion from my community college, American River College campus. I took missionary prep classes, knew an Old Testament, Book of Mormon, and graduated from the LDS Institute of Religion. This active member struggled with supporting me because she had never known or been friends with a queer person. She was also straddling both worlds, Mormon values, and being a human that values every human life. She provided emotional support. She showed active allyship throughout the entire process and went and sat outside while I went into a meeting with my white and condescending bishop and his two counselors who grilled me relentlessly. 
God. They repeatedly requested that I meet with them and to describe my sin in detail, which uh-uh. sickened me, of course, and reminded me about how invasive my previous temple worthiness interviews were. Ugh. I did not divulge intimate details, but I stated I was no longer in good standing with the Lord. I will not discontinue my relationship with my female identified partner, and I cannot and will not repent as I've done nothing wrong. Good for you, Clark. Mm-hmm. Let him have it. That sucks. I know. Fuckers. I received several letters stating I will have a disciplinary action held against me. I had to have the letter sent to my friend's address, my Institute of Religion friends, so my parents wouldn't know I was going through this horrific disciplinary action at church. The disciplinary action slash meetings lasted for several weeks. Jesus. I know. I was persuaded to repent, and the bishopric held many prayers on my behalf and offered their support. That just seems like, we're so sad for you. We're uh, going to just pray for you. Yeah, shame and guilt. Uh Uh-huh. Who needs it? I know. Save your prayers. Seriously. They used harmful, derogatory language and made negative assumptions that were stated as unnatural. Uh. I suffered from my gay tendencies, and in their minds, being queer is an act of defiance. They used intimidation tactics. It felt it was them against me, outnumbered, judgment being passed. The bishop and two counselors across the table from me, and the male secretary taking notes to use against me. God, I'm so sorry. I know. I want to kick, kick all their asses. After many grueling weeks, the decision that God handed down through these three righteous men was excommunication from the Mormon church. That's a shocker. I know. This stung, as I've never felt before, liberated me, but I felt also devastated that I would never see my grandmother, who was my biggest ally, who had passed away the year before. You know what, Clark? I don't believe that's true. Yeah. I think you are going to see your grandmother. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And she's going to be so fucking happy to see you. And it's not up to them to decide no, that. No, they I just don't, don't know believe anything. That. They they're don't just, know shit. They're just guessing at yep. the afterlife. Sorry. Jesus. Don't buy it. My life has been changed forever. My family's dreams for me to go on a mission, get married, and sealed in the temple to a worthy man, have children, and be sealed to them for time and all eternity are shattered. I wasn't sure if I believed in God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, or his plan, but I did then, and that meant my fate would be realized and I would be exiled to outer darkness. So they believed all this. Clark (sighs) believed it, and that's why it hurts so much. Well, Clark, we will see you in outer darkness, and we will save you a seat. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Fifteen days after my excommunication, my father was hit while cycling and sustained a traumatic brain injury and was hospitalized for a week with broken vertebrae in his neck and a broken arm. Wow. His personality had changed. He's a completely different person. I felt completely at fault for the accident. I was guilt-ridden as my excommunication was only the previous week. Oh, no. I can only see that it was my fault. I caused his accident and that God was punishing me. No. I felt punished. Vengeance was exacted and the timing was no coincidence in my mind. Uh, wow. Mm. The only reason Clark would think that is because they were raised in this religion that teaches crap like that. Oh, of course. That makes yeah. you feel responsible and guilty for everything. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's a horrible feeling. I know. And you don't deserve that feeling. No. And nope, I nope, certainly nope. hope, I know we haven't gotten through the letter yet, but I certainly hope you don't still feel that way. Yeah. Let's, let's find out. We'll keep reading. Okay. I've since started a process and cope with my excommunication. I moved from my parents' home in California to Portland, Oregon, where I found my queer community. Yay. I love my queer community here in Portland. We laugh, celebrate, and build community together. That's fantastic. We cook together as a form of community care. I feel loved, accepted, and understood, and it's freeing not having to hide who I am. I love it. I love it. I'm open about my experience as a queer slash trans person and actually state my queer identity as 
an excommunicated queer Mormon in recovery. All right. I've since started to share parts of my story to support other ex-Mormons, queer college students, and queer youth through sharing my experience. Oh my God, I love that so I much. I love that. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. That's how we help. Yes. I identify openly as a queer, transgender, excommunicated social work student, and through my college, Portland State University, Campus's Queer Research Center, I speak on queer student-led panels to share with students in classes all over our campus about our lived experience as queer people. That is fantastic. It's been freeing. I share how devastating the Mormon church is and continues to be for queer people and that we are actively punished for being queer. Mm. I've never shared my entire story, the excommunication disciplinary actions held against me, and I feel liberated that I have finally been given the opportunity. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your journey, Shelley. Thank you, Clark. Yes. Your pain, happiness, and struggle. It inspires me to be open, share my journey, and find healing from within myself and through my community, because Lord knows that healing won't come from inside the Mormon church. No, it won't. Mm -mm. Well, seems unlikely. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm healing, learning, and loving my second chapter of my life. I've never felt more alive and awake. That's fantastic. Update. I've since graduated from Portland State University and have moved to Chicago, Illinois. I am now a social work graduate student at the University of Chicago, and I'm now using they, them pronouns and becoming more comfortable with identifying as queer transgender. Wow. Preferred name, Clark, they, them. I know this is a super long letter and feel free to edit if you must. Thank you. Okay, so I'm thinking we need to connect Clark and Heather Vickery, maybe. Yeah. Since yes. Heather is in Chicago. Abs- absolutely. Okay, I love Chicago in the mm-hmm. summer, but personally, I'm a little bummed that Clark moved from Portland because I love Portland. Portland's such a cool place, and they have amazing cocktails in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. saying. Okay, well, good. To, I've never and, actually had a cocktail and in Portland. F- food trucks, it's a thing. Well, There's like damn a whole it, Clark, block we were going to come visit you, trucks. but now that you're just in Chicago, forget well, about it. I'm thinking they probably have decent cocktails in Chicago, too, but something about Portland. I don't know. It's a cool place. Well, we do need to go there sometime because my cousin lives there. Oh, in Portland? Mm-hmm. Well, we also have to go to Chicago to visit Heather, so then we can visit Clark at the same time. I think we need like a country tour. I think we just need to travel all the time. Okay. What do we do the little, with the little shit dogs? <laughs> we bring them. <laughs> oh, do we? No. We muzzle them and leave them in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Sounds really humane. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're not going to do that, everybody. Don't panic. Don't start calling the <laughs> SPCA on us. We take care of these little shits. <laughs> <laughs> we actually just took them on a nice long walk. We did. Now they're like racked out underneath us. Have you noticed no barking? That's what we need to do. We need to walk them really oh, long before, before we, we podcast. Anyway, Clark, thank you. Yes, thank you for, for sharing. Writing in. And also, thank you for drawing attention to the fact that you are a Patreon member. So we read that right away. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. And I love that we have this platform for people to share. Just, God, I just, I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky to be in this position. It's amazing. Too. So thank you all for sending yeah, in the letters. So I we love can sharing get them these out. stories. Yeah. They're so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And also, Clark did so much on their campus with. Getting people to, to communicate and getting people to share their stories. And I think that's fantastic. Did Clark mention social work? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Clark. That makes see, a lot of they sense. They are a social work graduate student that's at the fantastic. University of Chicago. So Clark's giving back. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. We can all make this world a better place. Uh, that's the idea. Because I got seven damn kids that are inheriting this earth. So, um, And so you have a great opportunity to make them better people too. That's true. Or to inspire them. I guess you can't make somebody do something. Um, you can inspire Oh, I'm going to make them. them. Okay. Or they're okay. grounded. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a better person. Give me the car keys. Oh, yeah? okay. No? okay. Um, 
Should we question Shelly's parents? Never. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but we should take a break. Yes, got to pay some bills. Let's do that and we'll be right back. All right. We are back. And Shelly, this next letter is also from someone in Portland. What? It must be Portland Day. It's Portland Day. (laughs) Um, Maybe we need to visit Portland via Chicago. My cousin actually is a drag queen in Portland. And I, if I don't go to to one of his shows before I die, then it will not have been a good life that I lived. Okay, we've got time, hopefully. (laughs) Knock on some wood. Okay, let me read this letter. It is from Lori A. Hi, Lori. She writes... Mary and Shelley, I can't believe I am finally writing to you. I have been intently listening to your podcast for a few weeks now and have finally caught up. Yay. Wow, I totally love you too. Aw. Hey, we love you, Lori. Lori Lori A. (laughs) From Portland. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It is so refreshing to hear that other people have gone through this spiritual fuckery (laughs) of the Mormon, in parentheses, you're welcome, Satan, church. (laughs) I love listening to the LDL letters and just knowing that I am not alone in these situations. Mm -hmm. That is true you are not you are not my husband and i have been out of the cult for just over two years congratulations yeah and life has never been sweeter my husband and i moved out of utah to oregon perfect check it out and started teaching primary to the kids who are about to be baptized Oof. i hated it mm-hmm. i felt so uncomfortable telling these kids what to believe and to commit to something that I know I didn't understand at that age. Mm -hmm. I especially felt uncomfortable teaching about Joseph Smith. So on a backpacking trip to celebrate our three-year wedding anniversary, I spilled to my husband my doubts about the church and wanting to leave. We both cried more than we ever have. He was feeling the same way too, but he wanted to stick it out and talk to the bishop and really try to stay in the church. Mm. I guess a lot of people wrestle with that. Yeah. There's so many consequences for leaving the church. It's not like you just stop going to book club or something. It's like, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big deal. It is. Cause I mean, you know, it just involves all these things we've mentioned, like yeah. family, yep. community, yep. your kids, their yeah. friends, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. So we left our trip early and set up a meeting with the bishop. My heart was already out of the church at this point, and I was so full of anxiety about talking with the bishop, possibly losing our temple recommends, and being chastised for having these thoughts. Holy fuck, did we luck out on Bishop Roulette. What? (laughs) That's what she says. Mm -hmm. Our bishop actually had a lot of the same feelings we had. No. (laughs) God, why didn't I have that bishop? I know, right? Instead of telling us to try harder, he suggested we take a sabbatical and do some research of our own. That's amazing. That is something you will never hear from a TBM (laughs) bishop. A TBM bishop will be like, well, you need to pray more and read your scriptures more and go to church. Do more church. Yeah, and do some crap in the temple. Yeah, have more faith and do Mm -hmm. more churchy shit. (laughs) Do more churchy shit. Mm -hmm. The unexplainable guilt and weight of the world was lifted off our shoulders, and the next day, we went and bought regular underwear. Oh, hell yeah! (laughs) That's got to be a good day. Oh, sexy time. Hell Mm -hmm. yeah. Since then, our bishop and his family have left. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And we are the best of friends, actually. More like family. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the best going to repent with the bishop success story ever. I know. Shelly, I am constantly amazed at your courage. My parents don't know that I have left the church, and my mom is so eerily similar to your dad, 
and I know my dad's life will shatter when they find out. Mm, I'm sorry. Yeah. For example, ooh, I was raped in high school during God. the Valentine's school dance. Wow. <sighs> now someone else I need to kill. Oof. My mom had picked out the dress for me, and when she found out that I had premarital sex, um, rape is premarital sex? Well, wow. you're now unclean, so... Ugh. She told me she should have never let me leave the house because I looked like a slut. Okay, Mm-mm. let's back up. Mm-mm. Her mom had picked out the dress, and mm-hmm. then later said After she... finding out that she got raped... Yeah, which she called premarital sex. Right, right. And didn't call rape. Right. Then she said she looked like a slut in the dress that her mom had picked out. Really? Wow. Yeah. Come on, moms out there. Don't do that shit. Are you serious? Come on, Mormons. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Sorry, why do I have to always get so heated with these letters? They're just th- infuriating. It's because people are unloading all their, their trauma. And that's and fantastic. No, I'm glad that they are. I'm not saying don't. I love it. But like, we feel so connected to these people that we get pissed off. Yeah, and I think people are so used to their Mormon friends and family dismissing them. Mm-hmm. That they put it in a letter with all this other stuff that's actually lighthearted. Because it's just another thing to report, right? No, it's not. This is a big deal. Yeah. This is really traumatic stuff. Mm -hmm. And Lori, my heart breaks for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry that you were raped and you were raped. That's not called premarital sex. No. Your mom is wrong. Your mom sucks. She never should have said that. You didn't deserve to be made to feel like any of this was your fault because it wasn't. Yeah. Your mom failed you. Yep. In that moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sorry. She should have gotten pissed and taken you to the police and reported this. Yeah. And and gotten you into therapy. Yeah. I feel honored and privileged that we can read this letter. You entrust us with that, and we can read your letter on our podcast. But this is um, this is a big deal. Yeah. And you deserve so much better than the treatment that you got. And I'm sorry yeah. for what happened to you. Whew. Okay. Let's go on. The guilt I had for being raped and being told it was my fault and that I had committed the sin next to murder, was crippling. Even more so since I am related to Asshat Kimball, who wrote The Miracle of Forgiveness. God. I am the only child of four who stayed in the church and married a returned missionary in the temple. I currently had my records removed from the church after the absurd backtracking of Jesus changing his mind about loving children of LGBTQ couples. (laughs) Right, that Jesus is all over the place. Yeah. I was infuriated about the hurt and the hate that statement sent out and decided I no longer wanted my name associated with that cult. Good. Good for you. Yes. Take a stand. I'm waiting for my parents to find out the end of this year when they no longer see my name on the tithing settlement. So that's something that they're going to pay attention to? Yeah. Do people look? Yeah. The bishop hands you a paper to say, like, is this correct? And it shows you and all of your kids who have been baptized, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I see. um, Who are are on the records of the church, and it shows your tithing. It shows your entire family. Yeah. 
You know, the more I hear about this church, the more I just hate it. Yeah. So when people um, on Facebook tell me, just just get over it, stop being so angry, you know what? Being passive doesn't get shit changed. Damn no. right we're angry. We're angry at the treatment that the church doles out on these people. Um, and I don't care if it's just because they're brainwashed. It's still infuriating. And it it's is. still, we need to stand up. And a bishop is showing your entire family who and who hasn't paid mm-hmm. their tithing? Mm-hmm. They're trying to shame you. Yep. Well, and that's how they will know that she has removed her name from the church because her name won't show up. Uh, yeah. I just don't even know what to say sometimes when I read this stuff. Don't even know what to say. I don't know. We're just going to keep on doing what we do, you know? Yeah. It's the biggest fucking shit show, mm-hmm. this church. This mm-hmm. mockery of a faith. Yep. Can't even wrap my head around it. Okay. I'm settling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shelly, she says, I draw from your courage and hope that when shit hits the fan, I'll be able to get through it as you have. I'm sorry this letter is so long and rambling. You know what, Lori? We've had more long and rambling. We have. Longer and and ramblinger. (laughs) More ramblinger. Mm -hmm. Let me say this, Lori. You will get through it. Matter of fact, you're going to crush it. Yeah. Your mom and dad are going to call you, whatever it is, and you're going to stand up for yourself, and you're going to be free. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And thank you for admiring my, my courage, but let me say that in the midst of it all, I didn't feel courageous. Right. It took you getting to it, the other it side. It took me getting to the other side. Mm-hmm. So you will get to the other the other side and you look back and be like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's the most amazing feeling. You got this. If you yep. need to talk, if you know what's coming, if you know, mom leaves a message like, uh some sort we of need passive aggressive crap. Yeah. And if oh, you, you want to write into the show and you, you want to talk before it all goes down, I am here for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Both of us are here for you mm-hmm. and you have got this. We've got your back. Yep. Um, we know you can do it. Yep. You have our support, our yeah. love. Yeah. All the things. Your mom made you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel bad at all for her feeling like shit that you're not going to be in her version of eternal heaven. No, like, not sorry. at all. That's, sorry, you're stuck in sorry. a cult. You're going to feel that. Yeah. And and I really have come to realize the longer I'm on this earth that family is who we choose. And I'm not yep. saying, you know, kick your mom out of your life. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying... Just because she's your mom clearly doesn't mean that she's treating you the right way. So don't feel like she deserves to be able to continue to punish you. You know what I mean? Like, stand. what I'm saying is stand up for yourself, even though it's your mom, stand Mm -hmm. up for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone deserves love. I Mm -hmm. do. But at some point, when the treatment you're getting from someone over and over and over is unloving, Mm -hmm. at what point do we... Maybe hold back our love a little bit from those people. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to keep getting kicked no. in the nuts. No, no, you, or you don't. In the vagina, whatever. <laughs> it's not healthy. Mm-mm. It's not. Mm-mm. You have to protect yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to have boundaries with people like that because yeah. they're toxic. Mm-hmm. And you've got this. You've got. This. You absolutely do. Yep. Okay, she says it just feels so good to reach out to an open and loving community. I cannot thank you guys enough for all the laughs, tears, and shared frustrations of the church. (laughs) You two have brought so much light into my life through your podcast, and I eagerly look forward every week to listen to your new ones. I love you guys, and if you're ever in Portland, Oregon, 
I would love to meet up with you. Oh, maybe maybe we need to take Lori out to my cousin's drag show. Huh? There you go. And once again, Portland has fantastic cocktails. <laughs> if nothing else, <laughs> the cocktails. Yes. Lori, thank you. Thank you so much. In. Yes. Thanks to both Clark and Lori for their letters this week. They've been wonderful inspiring as usual mm-hmm. and our listeners kick so much ass yes, they're amazing i know i know I, I used to think that i kicked ass i'm like <laughs> mediocre <laughs> at best y'all are badass uh i just am so encouraged by all this courage that we have yeah we really do yeah. it's, it's so uplifting and amazing to me mm-hmm. keep the stories coming you guys keep, Seriously. keep sending them and we will keep reading we'll keep reading them yep we will and this is gonna wrap it up for this week mm-hmm. thanks once again to Lori and Clark and remember if you would like to send us a letter we would love that please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact for all the ways to get in touch with us we hope you do Mm -hmm. okay until next time talk to you later bye bye